Melbourne's number one breakfast show. It's the Foxes, Fifi, Fev and Nick. Fifi, Fev and Nick give you the energy you need to start your day. And when you switch to Ovo Energy, you could be the proud owner of a brand new Tesla Model 3. Switch now for your chance to win. OvoEnergy.com.au. TNCs apply. Wake up with Fifi, Fev and Nick. What time is it? It's podcast time. What time is it? It's podcast time. What time is it? Podcast time. Yeah, great podcast for you today. Comedic superstar Jim Jeffries. He joins us live from LA. Um, Fev's encounter with the sheriffs. They turned up on his doorstep with tasers, guns, wanted to arrest him. He had to pay 26 grand on the spot. And I thought that was uh, an expensive fine. Yeah, Yeah. we we heard from somebody a quarter of a million dollars. What do you do when the sheriffs want you for that? Um, and also, uh, the most memorable Ghostbuster story. We are Ghostbusters this week. Um, now, not the slime ghost style of busting. Well. We are busting people who ghost people. It's like when they disappear and they think they can get away with it. Well, we are now confronting them and saying, hey, why did you never call Sherelle back again? And um, there's somebody that we're talking to today. She got ghosted by a guy. Then found out she was pregnant. Mm. That is quite a moment. Uh, that's coming up on the podcast. Fee, can I ask you, how did you do it? How did you ghost? I ghosted so well that they're all still speaking to me in actual they fact. They all think they're together. We rang them. No, no yeah. For a few years ago, we rang all the guys mm. I'd ghosted. They, all of them said, oh, I thought we are still in a relationship. Because <laughs> she never has spoken the to The worst one I ever did, and I do still feel bad about it because... The golfer? What's, what was his name? No, the FBI agent. Oh, the FBI agent. Golfer? The one that was on the... Oh, no, Paul Michael. Yeah, I'm no. listening to you on the 19th green. I know. Oh, I think he thought we were getting together, but yeah. that was just for radio. Yeah, and he kept, um, he kept listening and sending messages. Weird. Yeah, and we got into this weird text exchange yeah. that just, went and then, weird. No, and he was like, let, feeling it again. He said, let's... He, well, it was my first crush. Yeah, it was Guy Paul Michael. It was my first crush... Um, I hadn't seen him since I was like 13 and then he and then it was like maybe we'll go and meet in Hawaii halfway between Florida and Australia and have a weekend together and mm. see what happens. That was his suggestion. I wonder how many post-divorce that's mm. the follow-up. I'm going to hunt down the first crush. Yeah, oh, why no, not? Thanks. Try everything. Um, <laughs> now, no, the worst was the FBI agent. So I sort of went over to New York. I spent six weeks with him. He started referring to me as his fiance, like introducing me oh, to people. Mm. Going, "That's oh, my fiance, Fifi," <laughs> and I was like, gun. "We didn't actually get engaged." And then I'll never forget the goodbye at the airport. Massive embrace. Like he was pretty much going to move was to like Melbourne. Off Dumb and Dumber. Hey, goodbyes. Mary Swan. It was literally, babe, I'm coming, I'm moving my life to be with you. He was going to hit up ASIO, see if he could get in with the, our government because he's oh, wow. FBI trained. And then I got home and for me it was just over once we landed at Tuller. Yeah. But, um, got a tricky, big Toblerone and moved trickier. on. Then he called my mum and he said to mum, no man's ever going to treat a woman a treat. Um, your daughter the way I'll treat her. Then he rang Matt Preston, which was very what? strange. He found, because he's an FBI agent, he could find people's phone numbers. And mm. when we were in New York, we went out to a pub and hooked up, like had dinner with Matt Preston as a, my yep. mate. Mm. And then he found Matt Preston's mobile number. Mm. He wanted and to rang him. Hang you. Fascinating story. 
And then quite seriously, mum was like wanting to go to the police because we were worried that he was taking the... Well, you can't go there. He's FBI. He's FBI. He's dominant. That's not your jurisdiction. That's like me going, oh, I'll get the sheriffs instead of the police. That's the guiltiest I felt over ghosting. But anyway, I'm sure he's well. He would have gone on and had kids with someone else. He's probably listening to you right now. Yeah, don't put this in the podcast. Uh, There is an answer, though, for Alpha Bucks. If you're listening, mate, you might win Alpha Bucks. Um, That is for Thursday, the 22nd of Feb. You could just rob a bank. Ladies who ditch me. Starting with F. (laughs) (laughs) When you go on a date and they disappear, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! Yes, we are your Ghostbusters this week. Now, the idea of ghostbusting is finding people who have ghosted you, confronting them. Well, trying to. I won't lie. A lot of people just hang up because they don't want to explain themselves. Mm. And that's, that's probably why they ghosted in the first place. So uh, we've been hearing from people, have been sending us DMs, uh, calling our producers. Now, we did get a call from Melissa in Warrenwood, and I won't lie, we weren't sure whether or not we should even air this um, because it's a pretty full-on ghosting experience. And um, anyway, we are going to chat with Melissa. She's very comfortable talking about this. Don't know how the guy who ghosted her will feel, though. Uh, <coughs> Melissa, Hello. Hello. Now, now, Melissa, uh, talk us through this ghosting experience. What happened when you were seeing this guy? So this was last year. I was seeing this guy. Um, it was only for a couple of months, maybe two or three months. Um, it was very casual, um, but basically he just ghosted me out of the blue, stopped yeah, talking to me. I tried to get onto him a couple of times and I think he must have blocked me Um but as I said, it was really casual, so it wasn't really a huge deal. Um, but then about two months, well, yeah, six weeks later, I found out that I was pregnant. Oh. It was very casual at the time, and I was a bit like, I know that he was seeing other people. I was seeing a few people, but very, very pretty sure that it, it is his. Um, and, yeah, I did try and get on to him at the time again once I found out. but um. It was, yeah, not possible. So, yeah, and now I'm seven months pregnant. Whoa. So you tried all avenues like Instagram, uh, messaging, did you know any of the family? Did you know anyone that can contact him? Because he's, that could be your baby daddy. Is that? Yeah. Well, yes. Well, we'd only, as it it was only a few months, I didn't really get to the stage to meet family or anything. So, yeah, I tried to. Um, obviously Instagram, but it was just, it, I was completely ghosted. It was, there was no, basically couldn't find him on anything. Melissa, that mm. is, I mean, you sound very, I realise mm. at seven months pregnant, you, you are very hormonal, but you're keeping this together. How are, are you okay? Are you okay with this situation? Like how, how much has that yeah, been on your mind? Well, it has been on my mind, but I, I was going to, I was going to have this baby either way, no matter what. Um, so I more wanted to get in contact with him because it might be something that he wants to be involved in if mm. he knew the well, situation. Of course. No. Well, let's ring him, eh? We, well, Melissa, you, you're okay because you've spoken yeah. to our producers and we wanted to make sure you were okay doing this because yeah. obviously it's, it's quite a sensitive information, but you are really grounded and, and, um, and as you said, it's really just to let somebody know something and you cannot get hold of him. Yeah. So you are still okay if we try to call him? Yeah, yeah. If you can, if you can get onto him, I'd yeah, I'd love to let him. Okay, well, obviously, give him a, a, we won't. Foxy. 
Well, I know, or I mean, who knows? So we've we've contacted Braden. He's on hold. Hasn't been listening. Oh, though, so, okay. so he knows. So he's on hold. He thinks he's. He knows he's speaking to a radio station. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. He thinks he's getting pink tickets, Boxy. Well, let's hope not. That's not going to be a fun one for Braden. What, what's his name? Sorry, Leon. Uh, Braden. Braden. Okay. So Melissa, do you want to do the talking, or do you want us to do the talking? Um. I'm I'm happy for you guys to do it. No, 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 no. I, I reckon. I reckon you, okay, I'll, I'll, do, I'll, I'll do it then. Yeah. I can do it. I can do it. Okay. Okay. Okay, um, okay Mel, stand by. And we've got, hello, is that Brayden? Yeah, who's this? Brayden, it's Fifi, Fev and Nick here. Yeah, right. G'day, mate. Uh, it's Fev here. Uh, we are live on the radio, so we just thought we'd say that to you so you understand. Now, we're doing a segment where uh, it's about ghosting um, and we're trying to get to the bottom why people ghost people. And, Brayden, apparently you were dating a girl named Melissa. Do you remember Melissa? Melissa, Melissa. It would have been oh. about seven or eight months ago. You were casual. Yeah. Sometime last year. Oh, yeah, no, rings a bell, you back from the archives, wow. Yeah, so you were dating and you were dating for a couple of weeks. It was pretty casual uh, and then you just ghosted her, um, you know, wiped her off the face of the earth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that is a thing. Look, yeah, I had, look, I'll be honest, I had about of a roster of about, you know, six birds and oh. I wouldn't say she was top five, put it that way. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, uh, Melissa didn't want to tell you this, but... Um, in that three-week period, for three, two to three-month period that you're dating, um, are you sitting down? Uh, yeah, mate. Yeah, well, She's seven months pregnant with your baby. Well, it might be. Yeah, it's well, not 100%, but it's something that, Brayden, you should know yeah. and probably talk to Melissa about. Brayden? He's hung up. He just hung up. Brayden? He's hung up. Oh, he's, he's gone. gone. He's gone. Mel? Is Mel there? Melissa, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm still here. He's gone. That was, that was brutal. I thought I delivered it okay. It was. And look, I think he, look, he knew he <laughs> was on the- I don't think you were the problem on that call there, Fifth. <laughs> he knew Sorry, he was on Mel. the radio, so I'm going to say he had a bit of bravado, and boys, they sometimes do this, um, Melissa, that wasn't ideal. Yeah. But also, I know, I know I'm trying to make you feel good about this in this moment. He now knows. Yeah. So yes. you've yep. done all you can and yep. that's now out there. Hopefully you may, well, you may hear from him. If you don't hear from him, it's all good, Mel. You move exactly. forward. You're having a beautiful yep. baby. Um, yep. and, and this is now up to him. He's got your number. You haven't changed your number since you were seeing him. No, he, yep, he's got my number, okay. so if he wants to, he can get in contact. And either way, you're fine, Mel, if he doesn't, because you want to bring exactly. this baby into the world anyway. Yeah, Melissa. Yeah. Which is amazing. We, yeah. And you sound, you're in a great space. You've got your family and friends around you. You enjoy the next few months before you bring this beautiful baby into the world. And yes. um, and keep us posted. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you, see you know the baby. When, yeah. I will. Okay. Do you know what you're having? Uh, yes, it's a girl. Aww. Oh, Melissa, girls <laughs> are the best. You're going to have a beauty. That's your. She's your best friend for life. Yes, I know. Oh, I yep. love that. Still, for you. Yeah, very, very excited. Good on you. I love that. Now you've and just that was a that had to get out of the way. You've done it, Mel, and now you just forge ahead, and we'll, we'll stay in touch. And hit him up for child child support. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mel. Hey, Melissa, we'll keep in like, like Fee said, we'll keep in touch. Any well, updates, we'll keep you posted as well. But if you, like Melissa, have been ghosted and want some closure, 
Get in touch with us. You can slide into our DMs, Fifi Fevernick on Instagram, or call us anytime, 131060. That's about as extreme as ghosting gets. Oh, that's, like, that's, that's pretty He full ghosted on. us. Fifi Fevernick. Melbourne, at the hit show, the 1% Club. It returns tonight and uh, after a huge first hit series. And we are now joined all the way from LA, the star of the show, one of the funniest men in the world, Jim Jeffries. Oh. Welcome back to Fifi Fevernick. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks now, for having me on. Now, Jim, um, we've got a part-time comedian in oh, our uh, in our midst named Nick Cody. Now, he always talks about Daniel Sloss, his mate Jackie Chen. Is that his name? Ronnie Chang. Ronnie, Ronnie Chang. <laughs> and, and Jim Jeffries. Now, do you do you know this man? Because he drops your name all the time, Jim. He, he's like, oh, me and... Uh, me and Jim Jeffries, JJ. I'm like, oh, you call him JJ. Like, Saw Britney Spears yeah. together. Whatever. No, no, no. We're, you know we're, good, we're good mates. Me and uh, I want to say Nick. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Nick, Nick, Nick used to open for me back in the day before he became too famous to be on me show. One time he came out to visit me in LA and I said, I'll take you out to the theme park. And he said, I don't do roller coasters. I get too sad. I get too scared. Probably sad as well. Yeah. And so we had to go to the water park. And me and him harassed Britney Spears all day. She was walking around with a kid. I was telling him yesterday, Jim, we were sitting in a we were sitting in a pool, and there were just two huge units with guns on their waist nearby, and we're like, "What the hell are these?" Which in America is just a couple of fat people going yeah. out for lunch. You know? yeah. It's one way to attack the waves. Can I ask Jim? You, you mentioned Britney. I want to get your take on this because you probably I don't know whether you've seen I don't know how big it is over there in the states, but we've we've got Taylor Swift in town. Oh. She's sold oh, out. That's all we're talking oh. about in America is Taylor Swift being in Australia. It's <laughs> constant over here. We get we get the news, we get the election, and we get Taylor Swift in America. It's 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 on the tip of everyone's tongue. Because is she? Is she that big over there? Like, if if Taylor walks down the, you know, Hollywood Boulevard, do people? What do you think she just goes and stands near her star? But I just feel like she was the most watched thing in the Super Bowl, and I'll I'll let you know in a secret: the Super Bowl is very popular out here. Yeah, that's like a big thing. Yeah, no, Taylor Swift's very famous. Yeah, if me and Taylor Swift walk down the street together, we both get recognised a lot. Like it's pretty. It's funny, my, my, wife, my wife was on a TV show for Nickelodeon called The House of Anubis, like, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, 10, 15 years ago, right? She was on this TV show. And this TV show was very popular at the time with 10-year-old girls, right? The Nickelodeon <laughs> yep. show. So if me and the wife are walking along the street and a 25-year-old woman gets really excited and starts screaming, I know that's a fan of my wife's and not of me. <laughs> and... I, I tell you what, I found that out the hard way. <laughs> Jim has blokes that look like me yelling at him. Oh, if I'm lucky. Although Nick, I follow you on the, I follow you on the gram. You mm. dancing at Taylor Swift was everything. I, I Thank you, know, you look. What a time. I I, 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 I had a and went back to sleep. Man. This looked fantastic. Mate, he, had a, he had a lot I'd of people from you, Oxford Street I'd never in Sydney send him a message. So excited. Mate, it was a ripper night. Let's not pretend you don't have secret pleasure. I found out when uh, when I went over to visit him, big fan of musicals, old Jim. Really? He was singing away to Broadway tunes and he was a I, top I opera singer. Musical, I studied musical theatre at WAPA, which is uh, Western Australian Academy of Performing Arts. Only yeah. Australia could make 
uh, the performing arts sound like a hamburger. But uh, I, I, yeah, I, I stayed. That's where Hugh Jackman went. I was all singing, all dancing. I loved it. Don't worry, Jim. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man's man. So I, and I love musicals. So don't be ashamed of that because I often go. Oh, to well, a, if, a if you thing. love musicals, then it's socially acceptable. Yeah, hundred percent. I didn't oh, know yeah. I'd get a pass. Yeah, you got a pass. Now, uh, U.S. politics is coming up. Um, potentially. The man, Donald Trump, he's got a big bill to pay. I don't know how political you get, but he's going to get back in. What do you think Biden's going to do? Is he going to go back to a retirement home or six feet under? Uh, The robot chip's going to get taken out? I've put my money on Biden dying before the election. So, you know, (laughs) fingers crossed. Because we think he's a robot. Well, hold on. You and Josiah think he's a robot. Yeah, I don't want to hear any of that malarkey. Biden's doing a wonderful job all <laughs> weekend at Biden's. Yeah, but he, <laughs> every time they go to him, him, every time there's a picture of him, he looks like he's doing a dump, like he's pooing his pants. Have you seen? He just stands, he's like, is that is that how you look when you're pooing your pants? You put your arms to both sides. I haven't pooed in my pants since I was about four. I know six. I oh, did it at school. I, on the on the okay, I had one of those when I was about yeah year two. Yeah, I followed through on a fart. Right, yeah. you know you yeah. do as you do. And then, but my, we, I came from a poor family, you see. So I thought everything was very expensive. So instead of throwing the underwear away, in the toilet. I thought I'll just clean them as good as I can yeah. with a bit of toilet paper and hope for the best. And that was like at nine o'clock in the morning. And I had to last till three. And I remember, we, you know, like when you're in year two, we could have a whole day of cutting and pasting. And, uh, and, and the teacher came out, what smells here? And I, we had that Perkins paste that was just on the back of, a, of, a, of an ice cream lid. They would put in the middle and we all were doing it with like, you know, paddle pop sticks, sticking something on for the, for the bloody the, the, the play at the end of the year. So I'm there and I went, oh, it's the paste, miss. It's yeah. the paste. And then she looked at me and she went, yes, the paste. And at yeah. the time as a kid, I thought I got away with it. And now as an adult, I realise I just smelt like feces and she, yeah. she didn't want to be mean to a child. Jim was doing a bit of arts and sharts. Mate, I, I, like it. I did the same thing. I, I, I was year two. I pooed my pants and I went to the... No, what is it about turning no, seven? I, I literally, I was in grade two. So I went to the toilet and I washed my jocks in the sink. Smart. Got the soap, cleaned mm. them. They were fresh. Put them back on, went back to the class. And all the kids were like, oh, Brendan Weedy's pants, Brendan Weedy's pants. Oh. I said, no, actually... And then I got wait, sent to detention. Wait a minute. I got, so, I got sent to detention and I went to the principal's office. Oh. So when you went to the sink, to, see, I clean them with paper inside the cubicle, right? So when you went up to the sink, does that mean you were without Dax when you're up yeah, at the sink yeah, just yeah. washing them? Don't worry. Other kids walk in. Because we all know. There's an elephant know, in the two, toilet. Oh. There's, there's two types of eight-year-olds in this world when you're a kid, remember? There's the ones who are taught properly how to piss at the urinal. Who can just go up, undo a couple of buttons, <laughs> slightly hitch it down, and have a wee. And then there's the other kids who, who I assume grew up without fathers, right? They're the ones that just walk up to the urinal and they drop their dacks down to their ankles. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. And they just sit there with their ass hanging out. Uh, you can't be friends with that kid. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know based this on this day I won't <laughs> talk to them. Conversation that the one percent club is about the one percent smartest people in the country, yeah. but where this I thought work. it was still adults that pull their pants fully down at a urinal. 
They're in a 1% club of their own. <laughs> Cannot wait to watch it. It is back tonight, 7.30 on oh, 7 right. and 7 plus. We've got a show coming out Jim today. Jeffries is hosting, mate. We cannot wait to see you tonight. Thank you so much for your time. We could have talked more about the show, but I love that we talked about what you guys were talking about. <laughs> well, you also watch the 1% Club. Uh, look, I'll just do a little, a little taster of tonight's episode. Someone shits themselves. <laughs> Jim. Fifi Fevernick, it's your Wednesday evening. Don't forget, wake up with us tomorrow morning. Pink tickets. That's right, into Fee's Pink Box VIP tickets to see one of the greatest artists live. Um, now, yesterday on the show, Fev, you told us something um, quite shocking. You've got lots of shocking stories from your past. Yeah. Um, but you, t- you tell everyone again. Yeah, so I uh, was at home last week and I got a knock on the door and I answered the door and there was two big, big sheriffs standing there. Intimidating looking buggers said I have some fines, um, 79 um, unpaid fines. So they became arrest warrants. And there's a lot, there's some in like 2008, 2009, 2010. Totaling. Uh, totaling uh, near on 26 grand. It was 25,945 or something like that. So and you had to pay it straight up, had to pay it right there and then, or otherwise they come into your house and take something to the value of that. Um, so I had to pay it. Oh, my wife, my wife did. Now, this blew I, up I thought yesterday. you would have just taken an old footy boot and signed it. And there you go, like, there you go oh, let's yeah. keep the change. No, well, I was going to say, I was going to say, can you take my car, take the car, and then I could, like it's worth about 150 and then do I get 130 back? This That's what I was thinking in my head. Do, they give me, do I get something change. back? You can take it because I've got a new this one. This went everywhere yesterday, all over news sites, everywhere. newspapers, on um, the 6pm news, Channel 7. Former Carlton star Brendan Favola has revealed he was recently confronted by sheriffs over 79 outstanding arrest warrants. The 43-year-old told Fox FM listeners they demanded an immediate payment of 13 years' worth of unpaid tolls and parking fines. Everybody was talking. Yeah, former star. <laughs> still one. Well, former footy star. Yeah, but still. Uh, now, every the, people wording. were sharing these. Lots of people contacted us and were DMing us and messaging us on people, social yeah. media. So we are opening phones 13, 10, yeah. 60 because has this happened to you? Has anyone actually gone through with the arrest? You like, know what I did yesterday? Or has somebody taken your stuff? Like have you had a bailiff come in and actually take your stuff? I, I went and bought a sheriff uniform because I figured if Fev's that gullible to part on the spot, oh. I'm going to turn up. <laughs> no, because Nick was saying that they can't come into your house. Ah. Well, that's what a few other people yeah, have said too. People said I should have just. Um, they're not cops. Well, they look like them. I know. They, now you know this, they're quite scary. People were sharing their own stories. This was Kylie who on Instagram shared this story about what she'd gone through. Oh my goodness! Did this just resonate with me? Because I kid you not, this happened to me late last year. Not for twenty five thousand dollars, but. Out of the blue, sheriffs came to my door and said, um, you've got an outstanding parking fine uh, from back, it dates back to 2012, with all the costs and admin costs and whatever else, it had blown out to $810, and if I didn't pay it on the spot then and there, um, they were going to take me to jail for three days. Now, for the average household... Like, you know, cost of living at the moment, 800 bucks. Like, if you, people wouldn't be able to pay that. But even as Kylie just said, and you said, Fev, and I don't know how I'd handle the situation, but if somebody says they're about to take you to jail or walk into your house and take your stuff, because I, I just, I don't really challenge authority ever. So I would just assume they can do yeah, that. I was but maybe happy to do 60. Can't. I said to him, I said, I'm happy to do 60. 
And then were they what? They were going to handcuff you because they're not police officers. Like, You're not doing sixty. You got to work. And I'm like, mate, that's why I literally Mando said. Mando would have put him on like in I, the jail. I literally said, I said, can we ring Mando? We had this conversation. Can I ring Mando and mm. see if I can do it in the clink? Well, that'd be great. Maybe you still can. Get your 26 grand back and why don't you do the you show know, from yeah. jail? Oh, do you reckon we... I'll go knock on the sheriff's door and say, can I have my money back? I'm doing 60. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're allowed to knock on your door. <laughs> I don't reckon that'd fly. Imagine, though, having to pay a quarter of a million dollars. What? what? This happened to Peter from Layla. Hey, Pete. How are you going? Okay, talk us through it. The sheriffs turn up. No, they haven't shown up, but I had received a letter in the mail a couple of months ago um, demanding that I pay, I think it was about 220000 <sighs> or I lose my licence and they won't be able to register my car again. That's almost like fine, don't yeah, you then? Yeah. Lose your license. That's a fair few licenses. Ubers you got up your sleeve there, yeah. Peter. It was 576 arrest warrants last time I checked. Whoa. Um, What's it all for? Is it tolls, parking, East East tolls? Tolls Tolls that shouldn't have to pay tolls. Exactly. Exactly. So I pay enough tax to the stupid government. So Peter, you don't have a you don't have an e tag. Uh, I do. I I do now. Just don't top Um, it up. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. Well, I think it is actually suspended. But how far back is this dating, Pete? How how long has this been going? Obviously, a while since it right opened. Um, Yeah. Well. I was hoping they fell off after the seven years, but that doesn't work for uh, fines. No. But, um, Bankruptcy yeah, doesn't no, work either, but I tried that. What are you going to do, Pete? Uh, well, I, I did offer to uh, sleep them off. Um, In jail? Yeah, I, was, I was going through a little bit of shit at the time, and I thought, yeah. oh, you know, maybe I'll just go and have a bit of a sleepover, but they said no. <laughs> you uh, are, to go Pete, to jail. you are one relaxed unit. If you look at jail as a hour over sleepover, well, it'd be a farm. <laughs> three just... meals, a, three meals a day, yeah. roof over your head. I won't say with the rest of that, but yeah. Um, now, Pete, what? What? Say so it's either pay the money or nothing. So you just lose. What, what are they going to do? Well, at the moment, it's currently I'm waiting to hear back from uh, Legal Aid um, on what's going on because I believe that there's supposed to be a certain number where they're supposed to stop chasing you, but obviously they just kept on going. Wow. It sounds like Pete from some other callers we've taken that you go to just you go to court and then they just put it down to a few grand. That's what's happened in a few other people's cases. Yeah. I don't, they're not going to take two twenty off yeah, you. Or two twenty, they can't. You know that, what blows my mind? Mine was twenty six for sixty. To, but, he's doing. You're doing about. I reckon you're doing a year. I I worked it out. I think it was about three years. Three years in jail. <laughs> yeah, that's a big sleepover. Sounds but they moment. said they won't accept it unless I was to commit a crime. Oh, well, Pete, well, just mo- keep moving. Catch me if you I'm can. I'm glad you said moving because <laughs> um, it sounded like you were about to say and something you, else. <laughs> yeah. And if you, you are doing catch mer- me if you can, don't go on East Link. All right, enough of the East Link. Take another road. a lot of money. <laughs> Time to give you an answer. If you were playing Alpha Bucks on Thursday, Feb 22nd, um, the letter is a letter P and the question is a TV show. Peaky Blinders, Paw oh. Patrol. You've, you've read that. You've actually looked at that piece of paper because they're the two examples. He, There's no way they He doesn't can... have one. I don't Nick, have it, mate. You know he's seen it, though, but me. you know he has no, seen I, I swear, it. I, I promise me. I have not seen it. I can't. The man think. only watches TV. Okay. I'd... Pride and Prejudice. That's a movie. Yeah. No, it's a TV uh, series. It's a TV series? Yeah. Bang. 
Fifi Feather, Nick. Yeah, and you know what? We love it when Aussies, local people do well globally. And this guy, Dom Dollar, is he's a local boy. He's absolutely carving it up around the globe. He joins us from London now. How are you going, Dom? How are you, mate? It's good to see you. Oh, Dom, we're great. But what about you? Um, now, you only a couple of days ago announced your biggest Aussie tour ever, sold out, bang. And you obviously you were here in December, Sydney Maya Music Bowl. Seeing you and bringing up Spider Bait was so huge. Like that was such a moment. Are you are you just loving this right now that everyone around the world's blowing up over you? I think for me, the exciting part is like, I don't know, kind of reliving a bit of youth for myself as well. Like I think like Spider Bait, Black Betty was one of my favorite records. Mm, Black Betty. Yes. The idea behind uh, remixing that record was just thinking back to like when I was a kid and playing a rural, I, I played a, uh, a festival called Spilt Milk and it was like in rural Australian towns. And I was like, I just want to remix a pub rock anthem. And uh, that one immediately came to mind. I thought this is going to be like an epic set opener for me. And uh, not only did it work, but Spiderbait and Cram, the lead singer, reached yeah. out and was like, mate, buddy, love, you're done with it. And next thing I knew, I got a bit cheeky and was like, do you, do you reckon you want to come out on stage and perform it at City My Music Bowl with me? And he was like, let's do it. And it just was, it was so much more epic than I could have ever imagined. It. You've done the same thing with Eat Your Man with Nelly Furtado. Now that you go, hold on a second, I can just get these people to appear. <laughs> do you start thinking, all right, how far can I take this? Who can I get to join me live on stage? Maybe the Spice Girls. I'll have a think about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're in London. Just make a phone call. <laughs> I know. I'm going to have to. I'm in. Uh, I have to walk the streets. I'm in Chelsea at the moment. I feel like half of them are probably, you know, around pretty there. close by. <laughs> Would be far away. Hey, my favorite thing uh, reading up about you was um, you got flown from New York to a, a fraternity party in a private jet because you couldn't make it. And they said, hey, we want you at nine o'clock in the morning. You rock up and you just play in front of all these kids. Like, what the hell? How often does that happen? Oh, man, it was bizarre. America is a wild place, let's say that. And this school was like, I don't know how incredibly wealthy this college was, but they were like, hey, we really want you to play this gig. And I was playing at a, at a, at a big show I had to play in New York. And they're like, we want you to play the same day as your show, but our party starts at 7 in the morning. We want you to play at 9 a.m. And I was like, this is just, you guys are nuts. <laughs> It's a six-hour drive north. Unfortunately, logistically speaking, I can't do it. And one of them was like, oh, you know, dad's got a jet or something. We'll fly you up there. And I'm like, wow. These kids are like, you know, minted. insane. That's insane. Minted, beyond minted. Yeah. And I, and no, no, we're serious. And I was like, all right, stuff it, why not? And uh, honestly felt like going to like an uh, like a Aussie, you know, mid-central coast Oh, Absolute yeah. <laughs> rager, but that all these kids' dads are from like Fortune 500 companies. Yeah, was, I'm so jealous, bro. Um, I'm picturing I grew, it up all. In, I grew up in, I grew up in, uh, you know, I'm a sort of middle class kid from Melbourne, so all of this stuff just, you know, absolutely blows my mind every time it happens. Hey, you've yeah. got two two massive shows coming up, December the 13th and 14th at Flemington Racecourse. They they they're gone straight away. At what point do you just start your own sort of spring racing carnival, just a Dom Dollar Festival, every, every race course for a few weeks, get around, big parties? Well, the sets would be bloody long. I think that's the problem, right? I'd be, if, I'm only, if I'm only anyone DJing, I'd be playing all day and night. So I think, uh, I don't know, I might stick to my own solo shows for now, yeah. but if I'm running a festival, we'll have to, uh, I don't know, I'll have to bring a few parades along and some... Um, and some uh, the old parade. Uh, <laughs> the old parade. <laughs> 
what do you do? What do you do in footy? What do you, you guys have? What is it? You've got snakes. And yeah, we've got, got snakes. Uh, we used to take Sudafed, but that's banned now. That's on the ban list. Sudafed keeps you going. <laughs> used to take a few of those, even if you didn't have a cold, but they're actually banned. <laughs> really? So, oh, yeah. You can't. So they're on the, like, the WADA list now. So I used to take two Sudafed before you go out and you're buzzing. But I think <laughs> DJ's probably up the game on the, on the Sudafed, I would have thought. <laughs> Who do you barrack for, Dom? Uh, I'm a Richmond supporter, but hey, I haven't been, I, I, uh, I, I played, um, for a, a club called the Nightcliff Tigers in Darwin when I was a teenager, but then I gave myself a back injury and had to sort of give up. So I've kind of put these. Oh. I used to play against Nightcliff up oh. in Darwin. I played for the Waratahs. You played for the Waratahs? Yeah, no way. Darwin. Yeah, I played up there for the Waratahs. Wow. We well, played. I wasn't any good. Well, I became a DJ. Yeah, so, I, when know. I played up there, I wasn't any good either. <laughs> I was washed up. <laughs> Spent more times in the discos. <laughs> well, Dom, um, I tell you what, the next time we get you uh, on a footy field, MCG like Taylor. Let's aim for that next oh. time. Oh, my God. I just watched, but I just saw someone just sent me a link on TikTok of you guys interviewing a bridesmaid. Oh, yes. Yeah. That pulled the pin. Who oh wouldn't my. go to her bride? Mm. She didn't go to her best friend's wedding. She went to Taylor Swift instead. Worth it. What's the repercussions? Have you followed up? What's yeah, they're not, the yeah, they're not friends yeah. anymore. No. They made out a great night oh, at Taylor. Cool. We I'll even tried to get them Taylor Swift tickets to, so that they could go ahead with the wedding, but the bride was done. Yeah, she, she was like, no, nah, I don't want to. Well, if anyone listening is trying to pick over their mate's wedding and, uh, <laughs> and my gig, it's a long way off. They can reschedule the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know that they can, Dom, because you sell out in minutes. And oh, no, sold... he said change the wedding. Oh, yeah, change the wedding. Um, Dom, can't wait to see you when you get out here and just keep killing it. You're on fire. Thank you so much, guys. What a superstar he is. It has been a massive happy hour. And don't forget, set those alarms tomorrow morning. Fifi Nick, we have, Fee, it is getting bigger, tickets into your pink box. Yes, tomorrow morning, take the pink test and get that VIP experience in my box. We'll speak to you tomorrow morning. <laughs> Melbourne's number one breakfast show. It's the Foxes, Fifi, Fev and Nick. Fifi, Fev and Nick love a freebie. And when you switch to Ovo Energy, you could win a brand new Tesla Model 3. Switch now for your chance to win. TNCs apply. Wake up with Fifi, Fev and Nick.